Hello. Happy Veterans Day. Thank a veteran. That's what people come to Let's Catch Up for, right? Holiday announcements. Um, but I do feel like the vast majority of us are like around the age that our grandfathers were drafted and veterans. And, you know, we got to deeply thank them for their service, for doing the things that I would never do. Aunts, uncles, cousins, siblings that fight for our freedom. Freedom to exercise our right to vote and freedom of speech, even on Twitter. Um, anyway, um, my truth is that I'm not watching that from scratch show on Netflix. I started it. I just can't. I don't want to fully weep my eyes out. Love and light to all that do, but I don't think I'm going to finish it. But I did watch The Good Nurse because if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's support Jessica Chastain's jawline. Okay? I'm an envious girl and I support her. Kerry Washington's husband, Namdi Asumwa, is in it, and I'm constantly surprised by his transition from football to acting. And I want to know that if uh, I want to know if like he always wanted to act, or if he married Carrie, and then she was like, "You can't just sit around this house because you don't have football practice anymore," um, because that's what Giselle tried to do, and we'll talk about that. Um, uh, last thing I want to note before we jump into what we're going to talk about this week is that um, the real love boat is garbage television. And um, I said that two weeks ago. I was like, guys, this is so bad, even for people who love reality TV. And mere moments later, they pulled the show from CBS, like that Mary Harry show or the courtship on NBC, because the viewership was that bad. And you can watch the rest on Paramount Plus, but why would you? So I just wanted to remind everyone that I record my opinions for a reason, because they're fact. No, I'm just kidding. But because they're pretty close to being um, spot on, you know? I'm not always just willy-nilly out here but uh let's we've got a lot to talk about this week tom and giselle i know that this story seems delayed but i want to talk about it anyway aaron carter passed away so we're gonna touch on that for a minute um the goop gift guide has been released so you know i am leaning into that um i want to talk about love is blind (sighs) yikes um i want to talk about the fact that drake is actually maybe i won't even talk about that because what is there to say other than um, this man keeps talking about women? What did Megan the Stallion do to Drake? You know, um, we're going to talk about Selena Gomez's documentary as well as the stand-up specials that I powered through so that we could talk about which ones I think are worth watching. Um, because like I said, I think too highly of my own opinion. Um, what a time to be alive. Let's catch up. Tom and Giselle, oh, what is there to say that hasn't already been said? Um, You know, America's power couple, the world's power couple, world-renowned supermodel, Mary's golden boy quarterback, a match made in heaven or so it seemed. Um, I want to cover it from top to toe, and I want to start with the fact that he's a child that's with another woman who isn't Giselle. Just kidding. I just like to bring that up because I feel like people forget. Um, this is sad, obviously, because a marriage dissolved because a man decided to that being a fully present father and husband wasn't as much fun as throwing a ball to men born when he was in college. Um, wives and mothers everywhere are like, yeah, we know. Um, after Tom retired for a literal 40 days and 40 nights, he decided he was coming back to football, which some have joked is because Adam Schefter broke the news before Tom Brady had the chance to announce it and he wanted to prove him wrong, which is frustrating that making such an important and impactful announcement ultimately did get scooped, but it's just the reality of his job. Like 
if he just literally told no one and held a press conference, that would have kept it from being scooped. But anyway, um, after his small retiring window and signing a 35, uh, 35, not even close, $375 million deal with Fox to become an analyst whenever he does retire, he decided to come back and play more football in Tampa Bay at the age of 45. And now his team has a losing season and he's throwing around Microsoft tablets on the sideline while simultaneously having to issue a notes app statement, him and his wife, that they are getting divorced because everyone was speculating because there were all these rumors out there that they were living separate lives, that she was dating men in Miami, whatever. For what it's worth, like he moved her to Tampa. And then when he finally said that he was going to be a present husband and father after she had made all these sacrifices to be a full-time mother to their children, he decided he no longer wanted to do that. Now, The other kicker that I feel like people are not really talking about is their differing net worth Um, because people, a lot of people in America are like, oh, um, she's never going to do better than him. And like he is, you know, losing out, whatever. Um, Also, I don't know um, about like a prenup or something, but his net worth currently is $250 million. Her net worth is $400 million. His net worth is including that Fox Sports deal. So I feel like it. I've seen other people talk about it just being like $40 million or something. It's significantly bigger now that he signed that deal, which is kind of funny that like it could be something he was actively participating in, but it's not. Anyway, the point of this is that like she doesn't need him. She doesn't need his money. Like what she needed was for him to be an active part of their family. And he decided to, he just has like such an ego and such a belief system that like he's going to win always, you know, because that's what he's done in the past that he definitely thought he would come back like one more time and win again. But like he should have had like a Peyton Manning moment where you win a Super Bowl and you ride off into the sunset and whatever. But Either way, it's a sad story. I feel like we will keep seeing things about it, especially as, I mean, like, he's still playing every week. Like, we still see him. Everybody knows what you're going through in your personal life. Like, that's also awkward. Every time he doesn't play well, people are like, yeah, he's going through a lot. And it's like, well, we all go through things and keep going to work. It was his fault that he's still working, you know? And he had a teammate that literally retired in the middle of the season after playing for 11 years because he was like, I want to spend more time with my family. Like that man legitimately looked at Tom Brady and was like, oh, I do not want to lose my wife and kids and retired from playing football. All of Tom Brady's friends have retired. There is no one his age. All of his peers have retired. He's just telling everyone that if they don't eat sugar and they do the TB12 method, which is, I don't know, getting frostbite on your, I have no idea what it is, but that you'll be able to play forever and it's like you're not supposed to be able to play forever like there's no way Tom Brady's gonna be able to walk past the age of 50 right he's gonna be like so beaten up and so he's gonna have abused his body so much but I don't know it's sad they have kids but like what a dumb man okay another sad news and then I promise to pivot but um, Aaron Carter died this past weekend. Saturday afternoon, I heard a gasp and a friend just said, Aaron Carter died. And I said, what? And immediately grabbed my phone because shocking information needs to be confirmed by multiple sources. And it indeed was. At 34, Aaron Carter passed away this past weekend in his bathtub, 
We still haven't received an official cause of death. Don't think it's uncouth to say he was struggling quite a bit in his adult years, as we've known child stars to do. Prescription pills and compressed air were found at the scene, which allows TMZ to make a hop, skip, and a jump. Um, but rational people will wait on an official COD. You know, you know me. I watch my shows. Cause of death, COD. Um, but he's someone who has struggled with a lot of mental health issues and um, addiction, and he's talked about huffing before. So that's why the compressed air thing, you know, made news. Um, videos of Nick Carter performing with the Backstreet Boys that night have been all over TikTok, bless his heart. They lost another sister to addiction about a decade ago, and I did not realize that there was another sister in addition to the one that they lost, who was Aaron's twin, until she posted about him. Um, he was on the doctors in 2019 and listed off a whole myriad of diagnoses and prescriptions that he has had, so he's clearly been struggling for a while, um you know, not to make light of his passing, but the face tattoos told us that before the diagnosis did. Um, He has a one-year-old son, which is obviously even sadder. And interestingly enough, he was working on a sitcom about mental health and group therapy, and he starred in the pilot. So the director said they'll continue making the show in his honor, which, you know, this is all deeply sad, but it's kind of a beautiful thing that that's going to be his legacy. So I hope that that show gets picked up and that it's good, um, that he had been struggling so much and, and hoping to find like peace that he was, you know, taking a creative approach to it. Um, we got a lot of statements from Hillary Duff, obviously, the siblings, Lindsay Lohan, you know, a lot of people that he um, was spent, you know, a lot of time in his life with. And um, people who experience the same things as him, like Lindsay Lohan hasn't had like, you know, the easiest road and it hasn't been this extreme, but I think they all deeply understand like what he's been through. And yeah, it's really sad. He was 34. Okay, we're going to take an aggressive turn from what I just discussed for um, a little levity to this episode on a very different note. It is my favorite time of year. The Goop gift guide is here, ladies and gentlemen. Get out your checkbooks or your five-finger discounts because it's time to find out how truly out of touch Gwenny is. Now, I do want to go on the record saying they have a specific under $100 gift guide if you genuinely want to take a peek. It's um, a little more realistic and for us peasants, and it's not as fun. You've got a lot of Goop beauty products on there, some slippers, some hair oil, very standard gift guide kind of stuff. Um, but that's not what I'm that's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm going to talk about. What I want to do is go through the broken down gift guides for lovers, men, and wellness. Um, and there's more than that. That's just the beginning. The wellness list starts pretty normal. Some wrist weights, tennis balls, incense kits, a weighted blanket, which did tempt me. If you have a good weighted blanket, send me the link. Until I saw the $300 full bodysuit with a cutout and I remembered where I was. Um, amongst $500 sheet sets and a $530 tennis racket necklace, it is tacky. It's like, it's not, it's ugly. Uh, sorry. A uh, $9,000 wellness retreat in Italy is less tacky for sure, but you might not make it home a la White Lotus. There's a $1,000 table lamp, 
a $1,000 table lamp. I have no idea what makes it so special. I don't know if it does your taxes for you or it walks your dog. I have no clue, but it is $999. Um, there's some bamboo toilet paper for $44 and a small space personal Pilates reformer if you've ever wanted a medieval torture device in your home for a little over four grand. My favorite on this list by far was a citrus press for $220. Like, this one truly blew my mind because I have no idea why you would pay that much. It, it does, like, stand and you don't, like, I think you put it in there and you just pull a lever or something. Pull the lever, cronk. Um, as opposed to, like, the $5 one that you have to use your, like, arm strength that you would get at Walmart. I cannot believe. I, like, I don't understand. And I just love that it's called a citrus press. It's, like, it's a, it's a squeezer. It's just, like, a lemon-lime squeezer. Anyway, um, the lovers list is so chaotic like we knew this but like it's so crazy it's simultaneously got lingerie sex toys and an eight thousand dollar diamond necklace <laughs> i love it so much a crystal whip for 380 dollars. like i am not normally in the market for whips so this may be a good deal but i have a sneaking suspicion it's not um there's an uni tray <laughs> Just a just a tray of sea urchin. Uh, there's a luxury luxury cookie box for one hundred and fifty dollars. Don't you dare! Let's all agree right now. Let's put our hands in the center and make a pact that we will never spend that much money on cookies. You can make your own. You can go to Insomnia. Insomnia sponsor me. Like one hundred and fifty dollars, and I you know that they are like not that good, and you know you don't get that many. We will not. There's a lot of chapsticks and lip oils on this, which are reasonable things to buy for yourself, TBH. There's also a seven-night European sailing charter starting from $110,000, which I cannot buy myself like one of those chapsticks. But if anyone else would like to buy it for me, I think I could I could finesse the time off. Comes with a spa, a Michelin star chef, you know, the, the usuals when you're on a, on a sailing boat uh, around Europe for seven nights. Better than the last season of The Bachelor, probably. Um, now, this one is interesting, the next gift guide, because it's called The Ridiculous But Awesome Gift Guide. Um, I think quite a few things I have already mentioned could go on there, but this is a specific list so that people don't say they're out of touch during a recession, which... Uh, okay. Um, let's start right off the bat on the top line with a Chanel lambskin and the Rolex. The Rolex suggested price is 30K, which I don't know if that's standard. I've never purchased a Rolex. The Chanel bag is $8,000. And unfortunately, I do know that's standard. It's a lambskin. Um, Louis Vuitton skimboard for $2,300, a $40,000 a night spa stay at some place in New York. Um, a line down from that spa, it just says, quote, whole hamon. So we're just gifting $300 hams now, I guess. It's like ridiculous, but awesome. It's just like ham. <laughs> There's no way Gwyneth eats ham, right? Um, you've got your Gucci pet leash, something described as a baguette bag made out of satin. <laughs> Gosh, I love this so much. It's quite literally a $239 satin contraption that you're supposed to carry your baguette in. Sorry. This, I mean, like, I love it. Okay, this next one is definitely in the top five. The baguette bag might also be in the top five, but this one I love. <laughs> and I'm going to try and get through it without laughing the entire time.
The next thing, again, this is on the ridiculous but awesome gift guide, is a personalized soul song for $225. And in case you're like me and you're like, what is a soul song? It is a 12-minute piano composition inspired by the planet's alignment during your birth. (laughs) I do not know what that means. It is just a bunch of words, but I admire the hustle of the person running that business that simultaneously like knows enough about astrology and plays the piano well enough to be like, oh, they're like a triple Scorpio or something. Dun, 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 dun. Like, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it's so crazy. Um, on this list, there's also just a whole Ford Bronco. Not a toy one, not a Lego one, not a photo of OJ, like a whole vintage Ford Bronco starting at $250,000. There's some neon toilet paper, which just seems like a mistake. Toilet paper isn't colored for a reason. Um, There's a New Zealand trip where you stay at three different lodges starting at $286,000, which honestly, interested, um... And to round it all out, you've got your classic goop moment, a safari in Africa, of course, $135,000 per person. And this is a carbon neutral safari, because I've always said, if I go to Africa and get that close to a lion, I better not be negatively impacting our environment. I did look into this and the $135,000 per person doesn't even get you to Dubai. And that's where you have to get first for them to start flying you to specific places on carbon neutral travel via helicopter rides or whatever. So like you've got to get yourself to Dubai before the trip even starts. So I might have to pass on this one, unfortunately. But um, if you guys see anything good on there that you want to send me, you know, honestly, let it rip. If anyone wants to send me a Chanel lambskin bag, I'm not going to stop you, you know? All right, my next question may come off, I don't know, not great. I'm not going to lie, originally this week, I was like, I'm going to dig into Audible Originals and ask people whether or not they are participating in those and should I be participating in them? Like, that was legitimately going to be my first question this week because I was like, um, am I missing out on an entire form of content? Because, like, people like Bo and Yang, like, famous people are doing Audible Originals and I'm not a, like, a real, like, um, Audible audiobook girl. Like, I have to like see things I'm very visual but um to listen to them like obviously I listen to podcasts what if I was like I don't listen to podcasts (laughs) obviously I listen to podcasts so I was like I don't know maybe I should do that and then I ended up changing my mind and deciding that the real question I wanted to ask this week was should love is blind be canceled (laughs) uh Lauren and Cam are together now they're literally the only couple we care about from this franchise there were some major yucks this season so I do want to say spoiler spoilers um, maybe give yourself like a three minute, four minute skip Baruni here if you haven't watched everything through the finale and the reunion yet. Um, but what are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. You have a life that's so exciting for you. Um, last year it was Shake being awful and that one woman saying yes to someone she knew she didn't want to marry because he wasn't a Christian. But this year it's a whole bunch of red flags. 
like it's convinced me that I could never move to Dallas as a single woman. I'm going to try and run through them except Alexa and Brennan. But I feel like we're going to have to spend most of our time talking about the men um, because they just recruited all these little boys on Instagram that wanted to be famous, I think. And they're like 25 and they're not ready to get married. And half of them have been married before. And it's like, do you think that maybe their first marriage didn't work out because they aren't emotionally mature enough to like invest in someone in a relationship and provide uh, the kind of support that an adult woman needs in a a partnership. I don't know, just throwing it out there. Um, Also, I am quite literally going to put the link to a Psychology Today article that I read um, because we do have to talk about Matt's behavior uh, because it's dangerous. But let's start with Bartleby, as Lizzo calls him. Um, that man is terrible. We all know this. Watching him was genuinely funny because he was convinced that he um, was just like so much better looking than everyone else. He's obsessed with appearance. After he, we saw his friends, like we knew why he was convinced he was God's gift to earth. Also, if you haven't looked up his sister's fiance, do yourself a favor there. Freud is having a field day. Um, Nancy really handled herself very well considering how like awful that man was to her. I'm so, so, so happy they did not get married. Like truly so happy. I think um, she should have let her brother punch him. I, I don't advocate for violence normally. Like I am anti-violence. Like, you know, that's that feels like a pretty normal thing to say. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. I just cleared my throat. I think at the end of the day, like he's not a good person. And he um, was not careful in the way that he spoke to her at all. And he he was intentionally hurtful. And the brother was right. I feel like that's really all I got to say about that. Um, I've got a little juice for Zenob too, so don't think it's just about the men, but they are superficial. They went on a show called Love is Blind despite being obsessed with women's appearances. Um, I mean, Cole and Bartleby both need to get some therapy, um, but... Cole and Zinnab just were not a good match, right? They definitely got caught up in finding someone who liked God as much as them, and that's great. But ultimately, Cole had no business staying a woman of color, and Zinnab is too insecure to have been put in a situation where her fiancé was ultimately attracted to another woman who's not even that much prettier than her. They are both beautiful women. It's just Eurocentric beauty standards have messed Zinnab up to the point where Cole said this cute white girl was attractive and, like, what he would normally go for. And she spiraled because she's not content with what she looks like or who she is. I think we got some messiness with like Cole's family, like never meeting her. And like the girls kind of talked about it. And like Raven was sitting there. Raven is also a woman of color if you have not watched the show. And like they were talking about Cole's family not meeting her, but like following her on Instagram. And um, Alexa was like, I'm not trying to be rude, but that's not great. And Raven was like, yeah, I think we know why. And I'm not calling Cole's parents racist. I'm just saying, you know, I think if it had been a white woman, they maybe would have put a little bit more effort forth. But he had no business. And the way he would say her name, like, I think that it was just all icky. I think we all knew that from the jump, like when he made that remark about how he knew like he wasn't marrying a lily we were all like yeah we get it like it it was just a mess and like i don't know this show never really talks about serious things we know this like they talked about abortion this season and then they reiterated during the reunion how proud they were of the conversation it's like it should just be a normal conversation that two people that want to spend the rest of their lives have and race should be the same 
The reality is that Zinnab was naggy and that Cole was immature and they both need therapy. Don't we all? Amen. But like, I don't know. It was, I feel like we all were like on Zinnab's side the whole time. And then like by the end, it was like she was entering her villain era. And um, I think like Cole's like breakdown was very emotionally manipulative. I don't think that, I think he's just like worried about how it makes him look. I don't think that she was lying. I think that, you know... (laughs) believe women <laughs> but truly I, I don't think he was and if we're going to talk about people being manipulative I think we have to talk about Matt who the psychology today article very much um, talks about him and talks about the fact that he was not held accountable for his behavior or his actions during the reunion they asked Bartise about things that he said and how he felt about Nancy they obviously put Cole through the ringer and he ended up crying SK and Raven god love him I I'm so happy for them. Like, I I don't know if that's going to last, but I love it. Um, She really grew on me. Like, absolutely the best character development and arc of the whole season was Raven. Like, when she was doing those jumping jacks, when um, Bartise was speaking in the early episodes, I was like, this woman is going to die alone. And it turns out she was doing exactly what all of us would do while Bartise is speaking, which is multitask. Um, She had her moments, but, like, we are all human, and her arc throughout the series made me happy, and I'm glad they're together. Anyway, back to Matt, who was not asked to be held accountable for anything that he said, anything that he did throughout the season, um, which I think that ultimately, like, he had so many not funny red flags, but actually, like, manipulative, dangerous, abusive ones. And I know you're like, Megan, you can't just throw that word around. I'm not throwing it around lightly. I'm throwing it around very seriously. Um, And I think the question about should the show be canceled is because what is their um, responsibility and liability in all of this when they're bringing people into the show who are arguably dangerous and then not really doing anything about it, allowing him to shout and scream at her about her. And then ultimately that night that he was like screaming about her being out in a club and then she had to come home at some point and we never saw what happened when she came home makes me anxious and I do not like it. Um, I don't like that they didn't ask him to um, justify or discuss any of his behavior on the show that they ultimately just let him say like we had our ups and downs but it's made us stronger there are a lot of people on tiktok who think that colleen looks scared throughout the whole thing i'm not a body language expert i'm not going to overanalyze things that she said but i think that um to be you know north texas's premier ballerina and to be in this situation where like we all can look at his behavior and know that he's like punched a wall and it's not funny. The number of times that he threatened to leave her and only for her to like beg him and for her to stay around, it's not okay. Um, and truly, should the show be canceled because they're not going to hold men responsible for their behavior or the way that they treat these women. And um, none of these people are even falling in love at this point. They're like Alexa and Brennan from this season, great. Season two was an absolute flop. Literally, none of those people are together anymore. And um, season one was just Lauren and Cam. And I know that those other people are together too, but I truly do not care about them because I think that they're crazy. Okay. I just think that Netflix has other better reality shows, not dated and related, but you know, some others. Okay, a couple weeks ago, I was like, there's so many stand-up specials out. Maybe I'll do a run-through. And I keep listening to all these things that I'm like, I'm going to consume a bunch of them and then follow up. Um, and I actually did this one. So stand-up specials, Netflix is cranking them out. And I cranked through them. Um, so we're just going to run through the ones that I saw. And then there's a couple others that I did not watch for a couple reasons. Some are not out yet. 
Uh, one, I just truly lost time and I didn't get around to it. And it wasn't on Netflix, so it was like harder to navigate to. And um, the other is, I'll explain why later. So I started with um, Hassan Minaj, his new special, The King's Hassan Minaj. I knew I was saying it wrong and I was having to dig through my brain to figure out the correct way to say it. So there's that, Hassan. The King's Jester is what his special is called. The opening is just like an episode of Patriot Act, which is interesting. I like him. I think he's smart and such a creative, critical thinker. He opened up um, with him and his wife's fertility struggles, which was quite uh, deep from the jump. I laughed out loud a couple of times. I ultimately feel like I enjoy him more in interview settings. His stand-up definitely has some intense moments, so just know that going in. He is just like a cerebral person, right? Like he is smart and he's going to make you think and he like questions authority and I enjoy all of those things and that's why I enjoyed Patriot Act. I just don't know how much I loved them in a stand-up special, but like it's not bad by any means. The next one I watched was Fortune Feimster, who my closest bond to her was that she was on the Mindy Project for a few years and she's a Southerner. I didn't finish it. I wasn't really giggling and so I just backed out. Um, because we know I had a lot going on there. I didn't dislike it by any means, but it was just like, I don't know if I'm getting from this what I really want. I moved on to Eliza Schlesinger, who I, we know I can never say her name. I've loved her in her pa- in the past. Her outfit for this one was awful. Her vibes have sometimes been like a little off to, as she's gotten older. Like she's gotten, she's leaned into some like Karen kind of behavior and she like talks about how she's like earned being a Karen and stuff. I don't know. It's like a little weird. I pulled it up anyway. It quite literally started with yelling about TikTok and how only 22 year olds should be doing, dancing um, on the app. So it like wasn't a great start. She had this My Little Pony ponytail also going on, which was weird. Overall, it was funny, and I felt like I just had to get into it, and then by, like, halfway through, I was laughing because I do like her. I like her thought process. It's interesting, though, like, she had some political moments in hers as well, which I don't really feel like is normally her personality. I'm not one of those people, y'all know me, that's like, keep politics up. It's like, nope. The nature of politics, and especially in the time that we live in, is that it is inherent to everything that we experience, and it's a part of our lives, so it's, like, annoying and dumb to be like, keep that out of my experience. It's like, being apolitical is the problem, right? So, like, I don't mind people talking about things at all. I just, like, sometimes am surprised by it, I guess. Um, The next one I watched was Nick Kroll, um, which I enjoyed. He makes me giggle. I like Big Mouth, so I feel like his voices made me laugh a little bit more than Eliza Schlesinger's voices, who I sometimes just feel like come out of nowhere. Um, but I did enjoy it. And, like, he also talked about, like, becoming a father and stuff like that. I think what I learned from this is that I might need to watch more younger people's specials because all these people have children. Um, we're getting some more specials, though. So the ones that I was referencing earlier – uh, Chris Red has one on HBO that I just like truly forgot about until it was too late, so I didn't even get there. Neil Brennan has one on Netflix that just came out. He's not really my guy, and also one time he got into a fight with a comedian that I really like on Twitter, and like he was definitely one of those people using like the power dynamic where like he could sick all of his followers on her, and she's a black woman, and I just did not like it. Um, Amy Schumer has this thing. It's called parental advisory. It reminds me of Tiffany Haddish's thing where she picks some comedians and they are like on, um, a little, like they do 15, 30 minutes. So I, I mean, it'll be fun, I guess. Dion Cole has a special coming up on Netflix in the next few weeks. Lil Ray Howery has one in a few days also on HBO. So maybe I'll do that. And Chris Red. And then later in November, Trevor Noah has one, which we know I love. 
So that'll be a fun little thing for me to do on Thanksgiving instead of watching football, maybe. We'll see. Okay, last thing we're watching, or maybe not watching, I don't know. Selena Gomez's documentary, My Mind and Me. Um, I watched it last week when it came out on Apple TV. You know what else I need to watch on Apple TV? That new Jennifer Lawrence, Brian Tyree Henry movie, Causeway. I'm really excited about that. Um, And maybe that would have been a better use of time than Selena Gomez's documentary. I don't mean that the doc is fine, but it definitely just does not feel like it digs in deep enough We've had so many celebrity documentaries. Lady Gaga, Demi Lovato's had, you know, 17 at this point. We're getting a Lizzo one, apparently, which I feel like will be entertaining because she's funny, which I know that sounds very dumb, but it's like Selena Gomez, she's not really that funny. Like, I think she's funny when she's acting. I think she's a talented actor. I think that the pop star part of her career is so interesting because, like, She's not that talented of a singer, but she was such a Disney person and she was trying to shed that Disney image, but was also still like doing the pop star kind of stuff. And the doc didn't really dig into her acting. It didn't really talk about only murders. It didn't even really talk about the beauty brand, which I feel like rare beauty is great. And, you know, it's definitely making her some money. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a collector of their products, Um, but it didn't really talk about any of that. It just talked about like her mental health and her physical health as well, which I don't say just talked about that to minimize them. I just think it's interesting that throughout the whole, you know, few years that they were filming, we didn't really talk about much else. She kind of did some promo and acted annoyed about doing that and she didn't like it. Um, And she, we spent a lot of time in Kenya and and she was talking a lot about that trip. And then the charity organization that she went on the trip with, like ended up getting like criminally investigated, which you know me, I'm immediately like, let me Google that. So it's we charity in case anyone's wondering. I was just like a charity scandal, count me in. And she was like very upset by it, which is understandable. She invested time and money with these people and they were lying, not great. But we spent a lot of time like on her wanting to take more trips like that and and interviewing, you know, um, the girls that were getting the education from this charity and things like that. And it's like, it's none of these things are a bad thing at all, but it really wasn't about her as much as I was expecting. We did not talk about the kidney transplant. We did not talk about Francia, her friend who gave her the kidney. We, I just feel like there were so many chunks of time that we skipped over. And I can't really tell when this documentary finished being made because they like referenced Selena and chef, I think that show that so like COVID was being referenced and I don't know I also don't think that she's surrounded by the very best people like they don't really know what they're doing they're like taking her blood pressure but they don't really know how like they don't seem to be it seems to be just her friends like she's getting into like a rapper kind of basketball player arena where it's like these are just people you know but it's not necessarily the best people to help you so I don't know. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's not that long. The song's not that good. But, you know, it's it's decent background noise. I will say that much. But I'm looking forward to the Lizzo one for sure. Just like that, another episode has come and gone. I so appreciate you listening to the sound of my voice. I'm off to go continue watching Dairy Girls so that I'm prepared for season three. It just makes me giggle so much. It makes me want to go to Ireland. Um, Southside season three is coming back in December, which remember my panic about HBO crumbling and getting rid of all the good TV. 
it hasn't happened yet. Am I part of the mainstream media? Trying to cause unnecessary overreactions and panic? Okay, vibes. <laughs> anyway, after finishing Dairy Girls, I'll have to go do season one of two, one and two of Southside in preparation for season three. Um, great decision, I have to say. It's a good, easy thing to do when there's not that many episodes per season, you know, and you know you're going to laugh. Um, also, Sex Lives of College Girls is back next week, so... We are getting that TV, kids. Bless. Um, I'm going to go listen to the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. The soundtrack for the first one was so good. Like, truly one of the best movie soundtracks that's not a musical ever. Um, so I have very high expectations, but I'm a little worried based on that Rihanna song. I'm, I'm hoping that her Super Bowl performance really redeems her, but it was just... It's just not everything we wanted it to be. And, and the fact that she made that joke about releasing a lullaby all those years ago was just too painfully ironic. But all right, let's go see what's going on. Wakanda forever. Thanks for catching up. Bye.